What's up everyone? It is JDF the Green Ranger and you are listening to the Power Trip. It's morphin' time. Lisa! Listeners with Attitude, and welcome to a very special lightning round episode of the Power Trip Podcast, a journey through the Power Rangers franchise. I am your host, Michael, the hot one, and with me <laughs> is my co-host, Nathan Marchand. How are you doing good, sir? How much do you love me? <laughs> God. <What's that? laughs> Actually, you're pro- you probably love me and are also incredibly jealous of me all at the same time now, aren't you? Well, you know, it's I, love, is, <laughs> love, love is such a strong word. Um, <laughs> love is a strong word. I, I love I love I love my cats. I love my job. I I love this franchise. Uh I love many people in my life, <laughs> but what I, I feel was your you, new favorite for a hot minute. Wasn't I, <laughs> what I feel for you, Nathan goes beyond love. Oh, <laughs> that's kind be- of interesting because in the latest episode of the monster Island film vault, you talked a little bit about love, <laughs> love. All we need is love. <laughs> love is all you need. <laughs> Fly me to the moon. Okay, that's enough. All right, that's enough. Let me play with Lordy Zed. <laughs> <laughs> when the moon hits your eye like a big Rita pie, that's amore. <laughs> All right, shut up. <laughs> Time to get this started. <laughs> oh, you were totally being the Goldar to my Rito. <laughs> Listen, listeners with attitude, if you can't tell, we're a little bit goofy this evening because we are recording this fairly late in the evening Because and, and I want to go to bed. So. Yeah, yeah, well, this was a little bit impromptu because <laughs> if you've been following the show on social media or you're in our Facebook group, uh, Power Rangers Legacy, which you should totally join, Mm. A lot of things happened over the weekend. <laughs> oh, they did. They did. A lot of things happened. A lot of things that a lot of things that I'm I'm very I'm very happy for you, Nathan. Yes. And I'm also very jealous at the same time. Um yeah. so uh Nathan, would you care to tell the listeners with attitude what all transpired over the weekend if the name of the episode hasn't given it away already? <laughs> you took a little road, you took a little power trip. But I'm Tish down to Indiana Comic Con and you got to meet some of our uh, some of our fandom heroes. So, yeah, we're here to kind of talk about that. I got to meet four Power Rangers, most notably Tommy Oliver himself. It was exciting. It was very exciting. And I also, the funny thing is, is I knew going in that Jason David Frank was going to be there. And 
Indiana Comic Con, you know, it, it, like every other convention, it got shafted by the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I heard last yeah. year it came back, but it wasn't all that good. This year, they decided to come back with a vengeance. I have not seen it this big before. I've been to Indiana Comic Con before. I haven't seen it this big. Their guest list was a mile long. They had a bunch of different people there. So many that I'm like, I want to meet about half these people, but I only I only have time because it was Easter weekend and I had to work Friday. Mm-hmm. And then I had Easter stuff on Sunday, which is why mm-hmm. you couldn't join me because mm-hmm. You were a good little Christian boy. <laughs> I was. I, I had some. I actually. Well, first of all, it was last minute. Second of all, I had already made some prior commitments uh, that weekend because it was Easter weekend and I was already uh, committed to doing some stuff with my church. And I was joking around with I was joking around with somebody uh, in my home group. And I said, you know, Y'all would have forgiven me if I just decided to skip all this and went went to Indiana Comic Con, wouldn't you? Uh, <laughs> I, I jokingly said to one of them, I said, "Would you would you have gotten mad if I would have decided to just skip all the festivities and skip out on my commitments and went to Indiana Comic Con to meet one of my childhood heroes?" And they just looked at me <laughs> judgmentally. I have never, I have not felt so much judgment in my life and until, <laughs> until I said that. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. They, they would have said, you know, we, we probably would have done the same thing. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess it's a little too late, right? <laughs> yeah. So that, I, I could have, I could have yeah. done it. I could have done it. I was, I was very, very tempted. Very, very, very tempted to just drop everything and go. And, and honestly, it was what a five hour drive for you. Uh, probably with traffic, it would have been about five and a half to six. I would say. Yeah. It was two for me. It was two for me. Not a terrible trip. I I know, uh, last year, uh, 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 I made the pilgrimage to, uh, Nashville to watch, uh, to watch Godzilla versus Kong with some of our, uh, with some of our uh, mutual friends within the Kaiju fandom. And that only took me like five hours and that drive didn't feel like that drive felt like nothing. So, you know, traveling to Indiana uh, probably would have felt about the same way. And you know what? You know, hindsight is always 2020. And if I would have if I could have done it over again, totally, totally would have just skipped out on everything here and just went to Indiana Comic Con. Not going to lie at all. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you know, you did the responsible thing. You kept I, your commitments. I did. I did. I'm a, I'm you a did. Good, I, I'm a good boy. I'm a yeah. good boy. But I will tell you, there was so much going on. There were with all the panels and activities and the other guests. I, there was just so much going on. I really did find myself wishing that I had gone for more than just one day. But like mm-hmm. I said, one day was all I could carve out. So, and I got but, there later than I would have wanted. I got there about an hour later than I would have wanted because I just wasn't able to get out as soon as I wanted. Sure. And then I got a, uh, I was a little worried about running out of gas right when I got into the city. So I filled up with gas and I was doing all these things. I had to find a parking garage and all the things that you normally deal with when you're trying to go to a big event in a downtown of a big city. Right. And Indianapolis is about the only legit big city in Indiana, because that's how small and Midwest we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
Indianapolis doesn't even have a million residents in it. It's a little short of a million, but there's so many other people there that it feels bigger than it really is. Right. And then the second largest city where I live, Fort Wayne, is about a quarter of a million people. Yeah. And so, like I said, there was just so much going on. And sure, what blew my mind is when I got there, because the, I basically I went to registration. I got all my stuff mm-hmm. for the day, got my ticket yeah, you because know, uh, I I pre-ordered everything, right? So I got picked everything up. I'm like, okay. Th- thankfully, the Indiana Comic Con has its own little handy dandy app, and it actually will let me like go through and pick all the events and guests and everything that I want to see. And then it would send me notifications saying like, hey, this event's going to start in ten minutes, or it's going to start in fifteen minutes. You better go. See- you better go. It was very nice, very nice because you can lose track of everything when you're at a you know, a big con. Trust me, I've been to enough to know. Sure. So the first event I wanted to go to was at 11 o'clock. And it was a uh, it was a writing seminar. So I'm like, I want to go to that. That was a nice little event. And then I like, oh, I've got some time. I'm going to go through the vendor hall, see where everything is and see what people are selling. And, you know, maybe do a little shopping. I had money budgeted and everything. And I figured out where all the photo ops and the guests and everything were. And that was when I discovered a couple of uh, a couple of things. One, Mr. JDF was not the only ranger at the con. Oh, there I know were other ca- guests there who are not in the regular me. celebrity row. You called me. You called me. I was on my way. I was on my way to have I think I was on my way to have lunch with Julie when you called. And uh you said, "Guess who's here?" I'm like, "I don't know. Uh Austin St. John." Nope. Uh, Walter Jones. Nope. And then you told me it was Steve Cardenas and AKA Rocky, AKA Rocky, AKA Rocky and Karen Ashley, our yellow Ranger from season two. Yep. Yep. So we had red Ranger two and yellow Ranger two, Aisha. And I had no idea. I was just walking around looking at all of the, the booths and tables and everything. I'm just like, wait, what? You guys are here. Mm-hmm. Are you? Uh, I, I for a second like, are you what? And I looked at sense like, you are them. I freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're here. Why didn't anyone say anything? But they were because they were just setting up a booth, like a vendor. And then I found out there was another guy for Power Rangers who was there, just yeah, the, set up. But he was uh, far away and like nestled all the way on the edge of the vendor hall. You know, away from really far away from everybody else. At least uh, Cardenas and Ashley were set up so that you were you could see where all the rest of the celebrities you could see where JDF was. Mm-hmm. But this guy was all the way off the other side, and that was Dwayne Cameron, mm-hmm. who, Operation Overdrive. Uh, Operation Overdrive. He was the Mercury Ranger. He was the sixth Ranger. So we had two sixth Rangers there. Mm-hmm. But he also had a couple of bit roles. He said in it was two previous and one was Dino Thunder. And I can't remember what the other one was, but he had a couple of bit roles, like one off roles and two other Power Ranger seasons. He's a working actor. He's been in 300 episodes of television. I got to talk with him for a little bit. I would have gotten a picture with him, but I had run out of money. But he was pleasant to talk to. And I did thank him for being there. So I got to meet, like I said, four Power Rangers that day. 
So I talked with Steve Cardenas and Karen Ashley. I found out some interesting inside information. Like, remember when we were talking about the Power Rangers movie and how I heard, but I didn't know what it was. I heard that there were other lines than from other takes for when they defeat Lord Zed. Yeah. And the one they went with was taking care of business. So I actually asked her, I was like, what were some of the other ones that didn't make the cut? And she told me what the actual scripted line was, but she did a bunch of different takes with different lines. You mean Ivan Ooze, not Lord Zed. Excuse me, Ivan Ooze. I'm sorry. They're all blending together. (laughs) It's late. So anyway, you did. You You told me that that she actually shared with you what the scripted line was. Taking care of business was not the scripted line, but she said she did a gazillion takes with different lines. She was saying things like, you know, it's morphin time and things like that. Yeah. Here, are you ready, people? The actual scripted line was balls out. You know, I think I would have almost rather had that than taking care of business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But so considering- I had a pleasant time. So I had a pleasant time talking to them. And here's the thing this will become a little bit of a theme for this, uh, for all of the stories that I'm going to share with you from, the, uh, from this day, because this was just this past Saturday, right? They're both on Instagram, and they both sounded very open to being on the podcast. Hmm. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Because I told them I was a podcaster, and they're like, it sounded like they would like to be on the show, so you never know. You, you never know. know. We, could get Steve, we could get Steve on and talk to him about why he got the shaft in Turbo. Um, <laughs> I did tell him I felt really sorry for him. I thought he deserved better. I'm sure, I'm sure he's hurt. I even said that like, you probably heard that from a thousand people at this point, but I really do feel like what was, I'm just curious. Better. What was his reaction when this ran? Random- he, he said, Oh yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, to, he took have- it in stride and, and Karen Ashley was, was very, very pleasant to talk to. She is also a very short woman. My goodness. She is, she is tiny. <laughs> I have to ask you, I have to ask you, what was your first, th- what was the very first thing you said to, to Ashley whenever you met her for the, Karen, what was the Karen, first thing I said? It was, uh, I think it was just like, Oh my, something like, Oh my gosh, you're here. I didn't know you'd be here. <laughs> something along those lines. And then I got uh, that. I, you know, t- asked her about the whole thing with the movie because I'm like, you had like the big moment in the movie, and I have to know what were the other lines. So I did <laughs> start asking her about that, and she told me the story. And I will, I have to say, both Cardenas and Ashley, I th- they've done a pretty good job of taking care of themselves. You saw the picture; I got a picture with them. Mm-hmm. Karen Ashley is still a lovely woman, she and much, yes. Mr. Cardenas looks like he's kept in pretty good shape. So. You know, he's done very well for himself. From the photos that you posted online, it looks like you had a very pleasant interaction with those two. Oh, yeah, they were great. And they said that they go around and do a lot of conventions together. You know, it's almost like, do you just follow JDF everywhere? So I did make that little joke with them. They were very cordial and they took things in stride. Uh, Mr. Cardenas is quite the salesman. He was offering people lots and lots of deals. He knows how to hustle. I told him I admire the hustle. <laughs> I even, I told I called you up and said like, dude's trying to get me to buy two autographed action figures for like two hundred bucks, and he even tried to sweeten a deal by saying he'll do a shout out for us. 
you know that, but you know, but honestly, and I don't want to sound like a dick. I don't want to sound like a dick, but um, I would have taken you up on that. I would have taken him up on that offer, if not for, you know. JDF being there and all that. So <laughs> well, we'll get to that. And then uh, conveniently, they were right next door to mm-hmm. another place where I had a very pleasant interaction at Ranger Stop, which unbeknownst to me had followed us on Twitter. No, we had followed him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was, it's a toy store. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't, he, does, he sells lots and lots of Ranger stuff, a lot of Lightning Collection. And mm-hmm. if you, if we haven't said it already, folks, Michael and I are both big fans of the Lightning Collection. Very much. And so I was looking through and seeing what toys he had there. I was like, oh, I, I've been wanting to get certain ones. You know, I was looking around and I got to talking to him. And uh, he was a really nice guy, guy who ran the thing. Really nice guy. Told him about the podcast. And, uh, I'll, I do. I do. I tell the story that happened at the end of the day with him, or do I save? So do I go chronological, or do I, you know, save the best part for last? Uh, let's. You know what? Let's let's make the listeners with attitude wait a little bit. So we'll save okay. that for we'll save okay. that for last. So I t- I started talking with him, and it was very pleasant. I was looking at his inventory; he had plenty of cool stuff. And that was around that time I called you, and I was like, "Is there anything you want?" Me? Or I was texting. I was like, "Is there anything you want me to look for?" While mm-hmm. I'm here, like any mm-hmm. lightning collection figures or something mm-hmm. like that. And then you, because we were calling and texting basically the entire day <laughs> right? while I was there. And so you eventually got a hold of me because I was looking at the guy's stuff. No, mm-hmm. no, no. I was just wandering around and you said, okay, here's what I want you to do. Because I said, I want to get you an autograph from JDF because mm-hmm. I know you're not here. You're not going to be here. But that was my goal. One of my goals the entire day. As I said, I'm going to get an autograph from JDF for both me and for Michael because hashtag for the podcast. That's been a little bit of a catchphrase for you and I and for all of our shows. Like we're doing such and such things and buying such and such things because hashtag for the podcast. Right. And so I was a man on a mission. So you got a hold of me later on and you said, here's what I want you to do. Okay. Because I was originally just going to grab one of the, you know, the pictures that is I've done on plenty of celebrity signings and they always have s- photographs or posters or whatever that you can sure. select and then they sign them. So no, this is what I want you to do. If you can find me a super seven green ranger figure, buy it. I will pay you back. And then I want you, and then I want JDF to sign that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'll go look. So I went back over to Mr. Ranger stop and lo and behold, I found one. <laughs> I was, I was going to buy, honestly, I was going to buy them anyway. I had, I've had them in my cart forever. I just haven't pulled the trigger on them. Cause I like, mm-hmm. cause I, I like those little reaction figures. And if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, if you remember the old Kenner toys, uh, yes. with like star, star Wars and star Trek and things, mm-hmm. they're like that. They're no, like it was that. star Wars, star Wars. Okay. So star, yeah. was it not star? Did star Trek not have the Kenner? No, I, star I, Trek had, uh, was under a different company. I believe. Okay. All right. So Star Wars, if you remember the old Star Wars toys where they come in the old, in the those little uh, bubble packs with the artwork yep. and things, that's what I'm talking. That's kind of what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's retro style, modern day collectible toys. So, I, which is funny because I almost got you one of them for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I put serious thought into it, but I think at the at that time you weren't into them. So, so anyway, I found one. I was surprised I found a Green Ranger. 
Guy had a lot of other ones too. He had like a, some Lord Zeds and Ritas and all kinds of characters. But I met, I got lucky and I found one of the Green Rangers. So I bought that for you. So I could have that at the ready. Now, like I said, there were a lot of guests there, a lot of whom I would have liked to meet. They had Ed Furlong, who famously played John Connor in Terminator 2. They had Carrie Elwes. They had three. I wish I had told my dad about this because my dad, one of my dad's favorite TV shows of all time was MASH. They had three cast members from MASH. You were telling me that. Yeah, you were telling yeah. me that when we were talking about yep. when we when we first talked, because when we kind of toyed around with the idea of, of me coming, you were telling me all the guest lists. I remember you saying something about uh, the a cast, a couple of cast members or a cast no, member it was, it was from MASH. Them. They had Jamie Farr. Loretta Swit and I think his name was John Maxwell. I could be getting his first name wrong. I remember mm-hmm. his last name because he was right next to JDF. So I actually got to talk to him for a second. <laughs> and uh, they had uh, they had Christopher Sabat, who's a who's an anime voice actor. They had three members of Star from uh, three cast members from Star Trek: The Next Generation. Two of whom I've already met, but I did make sure to meet the one I hadn't, which was Gates McFadden. Sure. who played Dr. Crusher. Uh, they, but they also had John Delancey who played Q and Brent Spiner who played Data. And I've met them previously, but I did go to their panel. I got this thing because you got to understand Star Trek was my first and really honestly to this day, despite the fact that I podcast about Kaiju and Tokusatsu, still remains probably my biggest fandom. Sure. So I was very excited to see them. And the, they were all very nice people. I got a photo with Gates McFadden. I was putting serious thought in, into going to her booth to talk with her, maybe get an autograph. But then I saw something that surprised me. And yet I feel like I shouldn't have been surprised. Namely, that Mr. JDF was by far one of the most popular people at the con. <laughs> <laughs> You sent me a vi- you sent uh you sent uh Danny and I uh Danny's our one of our mutual friends. You sent him and I a um a, a video uh in our in our group thread in our group text thread um of the line and y- yeah, it was it was ma- it was a massive massive line. Yeah, there were only a few celebrities who had lines that long. A lot of them, they were just sitting around with nobody there, which is why I talked with Mr. Maxwell when I was getting close to you know the end of my quest. And I just said, hey, I know not, are, there are, there's hardly anyone here to see you, but thank you for coming. <laughs> and I even said, like, I wish I had told my dad uh, that you guys were going to be here because he loves MASH. And he said, oh, that's that's nice. It, Tell your dad, Private Igor says hi, which I did do the next day when I went to go visit my family for uh, for Easter. I said, mm-hmm. Private Igor says hi. <laughs> so they're all very nice people. I just wish, I just, some, unfortunately, some of the guests were just sucking the air out of the room. So, right. <laughs> but, uh, but all that to say, so I was, I did run around to do a few other things. I did a little shopping, checked out some, you know, a couple of other events. But the JDF line for autographs was ridiculous. You, you saw it. It was already long, but that was there. What you weren't seeing probably from that image is that it was just on the outside, those outskirts. It was actually snaking around at least a couple of a uh, couple of lines. Yeah, you told me you showed me. Yeah. And then it's it would snake around when you actually got into, I guess you call it the bullpen. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. snaking around it. So it was like two snaking lines. 
the first time I went there, the first time I tried to get in, I was told that the line was so long that one of the con workers was actually saying, we're capping it off. You can't get in. You'll have to come back later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I was like, okay, fine. So I ran around and I did some other things, went to some other panels, looked around to see who was there and what they were vending and things like that. Because mm-hmm. you always want to do that before you buy anything. You want to look around and find stuff, which is why I waited until the end to buy anything from Ranger Stop. Mm-hmm. As I, at the end of the day, I did go there and I found a couple of lightning collection figures that I was interested in getting. I even asked the guys like, I'm narrowed it down to these two that I want to get. It was uh, quote unquote Ninja Andros and Magna Defender. Mm-hmm. And I said, which of these do you think I should get? I'll, you know, give me your recommendation. I thought about getting some of the more expensive ones because let me tell you, some of the other toys like the Mighty Morphin figures have already, they've already they've already jacked up about fifty to a hundred percent. Oh yeah, tell me about that, it yeah. at this con. You know, but uh, but the guy said. Uh, it was like, yeah, go with Magna Defender. That's an older one. It's a little harder to find. Like, okay, I'll go with Magna Defender because the because the, the Ninja Andros is still kind of new. Next thing I know that, and they were, I think Ninja Andros was twenty five and Magna Defender was thirty. The guy said, "I'll give you both for fifty right mm-hmm. now." I'm okay, like, what? <laughs> sure. So I scrounged up the money. <laughs> we took and made the transaction. I got a couple of new Lightning Collection figures out of it. I had a couple of other things that I got. You know, I got a free novel from the going to that writing seminar. Uh, I found I found uh, I found a booth that was selling a bunch of like they had. I guess they were doing an estate sale or something. They had, it was like somebody was whoever had the estate sale going on at this one booth had just gobs and gobs and gobs of anime. I was just flipping through it, see what I could find. I found some tokusatsu mixed in there. Yeah, you told me uh, what was it you what was it you said you picked up something like it was Returner. something like Okay, and it was kind of that's that's more of an obscure one, right? It's a bit more obscure, but I saw it when I was in college. It's a it's a mid two thousand sci fi action movie made by Toho. It's mm. very of its era. It's heavily influenced by The Matrix and things like that. In some ways, it feels a little bit like a forerunner to. I know, actually, I think it came out the same year as Final Wars. I think mm-hmm. it was two thousand four. So it feels a little bit like Final Wars, but you know, so I'm like, oh, five bucks. I'm thinking about buying it anyway, so why not? Might be on the film vault. Who knows? Sure, but, it's extra. It's extra special, even because you bought it at a con. So yeah, yeah there you go. it's kind of fun that I got it at a con. You know, I tried to get a hold of my friend Bex, uh, who uh, hosts Redeemed Otaku, and she's like, hey, I'm at because I knew that her and her husband had thought about go- going to the con, and it's just, hey, just so you know, I found a booth that has a motherload of anime. Because she's a total, uh, I wouldn't call her a wee, but she's definitely an otaku. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, I just said, this, th- there's a booth here with, that has a motherload of anime. If there's anything you're looking for, please let me know. She didn't get back to me until after I was basically done. So, right. And the vendor hall had closed, but she said, like, we almost came. I'm like, why didn't you? Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm like, okay, I'll come back again a little bit later. So I went around, went to some con, uh, went to some panels. Like I said, got got a photo op with Gates McFadden. Then, like I said, I was thinking about doing the meet and greet, but then I'm like, I should probably make sure I get a place in line for JDF. Sure, should probably do that. That was around two o'clock. 
I didn't get to Mr. JDF until closer to six. <laughs> you, uh, you were giving me periodic, uh, you were giving me like periodic updates too about it. And, mm-hmm. uh, I remember you called me, I think oh, was I, I was in, um, I think I was, I may have been in Michael's or something like that. Oh, your um, store. Yeah, I was in the I was in the Michael's craft store looking for something and you called me and you're like, dude, I don't know if I'm going to be actually able to pull this off. This line is so freakishly long. And you told me that um, that JDF was actually like taking his time with fans. Yes, he was actually taking the time to talk to fans. Yes, which was kind of extending the extending the time period a little bit. So So. here's the thing. And this was the this was the nutty thing that happened. Mm -hmm. So the the celebrities, I think the if I remember the the hours correctly, I think the vendor hall opened at 10 o'clock. They did registration at nine. Mm hmm. But the and the celebrity started signing around ten thirty, and all it says on the schedule was that you know such and such celebrity, you know Jason David Frank, will be signing autographs from ten thirty to six thirty. Okay, so I thought that's a good window. I've got time. What you don't realize until you look a little bit farther into their schedule is that they have intermittent things that interrupt the signing. Sure. While they're doing that. You know, so one of which I had signed up for because JDF was doing a photo op, but you have to buy those in advance. So you're right. basically making an appointment and it was only, and that the time frame that he was doing was only like 15 minutes. It was like four to four 15. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, good Lord. And then he had, was supposed to do a Q&A panel at five. I'm like, oh, man. So I'm going into this thing. It's like, man, I need to, I hopefully he gets through this line fast enough so that you know, he can still go do those other things and things like, I was thinking it's like, he's got an itinerary and he's got to stick to the itinerary. Oh, little did I know what, and then, well, let me, and then you, like you said, he was taking extra time. It wasn't just a sign done. And then you go out, he was right. taking time with everybody. And I could kind of tell that when I was, even when I was really far back and I don't think he didn't take breaks. The other celebrities from what I was saying, they would take periodic breaks and go off and, do whatever he stayed there. And if he ever had to leave for whatever reason, like there was one time in the afternoon where he actually got up and I was really far back. So I couldn't hear what he was saying, uh-huh. but he actually got it. Whenever he had to leave, he would literally basically look like he stood on the table where he was sitting. So everyone could see him and would basically say, Hey, just so you know, I'm going to the restroom. I'm coming right back and I'll keep signing. <laughs> it's like I'm not going anywhere. It's fine. <laughs> well, you told me this really funny little. I was. You told me this little funny interaction. Everyone kind of cracked up at when he. Oh, when he I, I couldn't really hear it. This was like it was coming through the grapevine. So I'm not 100 percent sure how accurate it is. But yeah, yeah. He's like, I have to go. I have to go drain the dragon. Yeah, I'll be right back. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, did he actually say? Because I couldn't quite tell. It was just like what other people were telling me mm-hmm. who were a yeah. little bit closer. Right. So, uh, so I'm here. I am standing in line. I've done this. I've done this song and dance before. So I'm making friends with my, I call them my line buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Your line <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm going to stand here women, for hours yeah. with them. I may as well get to know them a little bit. I hustled the podcast, told people about the power trip. I think I got us at least three subs- subscribers <laughs> for the power trip while I was in line telling mm-hmm. them about it, telling them about being a cast member on the audio drama, like all of this stuff. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Just to pass the time. But I told myself, because I was looking at the time, I'm like, man, it's getting close to four and he's going to do the photo op. And I paid for this in advance. It was kind of pricey. I'm not, you know, I, I am not missing out on that. But I also noticed he wasn't leaving. <laughs> it was a quarter till. I said, if he's it's like, if I don't get anywhere close to him by a quarter till four, I'm going to go get in line for my photo op. Except JDF himself was not budging. <laughs> Yeah, you okay. called me. You called me and you're like, he's not moving, dude. I'm like, well, just just look. If he's not if he's not left yet, you leave when you leave when he leaves. But he never left, apparently. Yeah, uh, well, no, 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 no. So four uh, three uh, three forty five, he hasn't left. Three fifty still hasn't left. And I told myself, I'm not leaving until he leaves. <laughs> three fifty five, he still hasn't left. <laughs> four o'clock rolls around and then he gets up on the table again and tells everybody, Hey, I have to go do the photo op. I will come right back. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I guess I'm leaving now. And then I looked at one of my line buddies, which was a young woman named Sarah. And I say, can you hold a place in line for me? Because I am, I sadly had to go to the con myself. I tried to get some friends to go with me, but nobody was go- wanted to go. So I just went by myself and I normally hate doing that, but hashtag for the podcast. So, <laughs> so she said she would hold a place in life for me. I ran over there, got in line, did the same thing over there just for a lot shorter of a time. Got to know my line buddies there, did some hustling, <laughs> told people about the podcast and everything. And then got a picture of JDF, which was great. Now, here's one thing I thought was interesting. JDF and the uh, the other uh, the other Ranger actors as well, they weren't wearing face masks. Face masks weren't required at Indiana Comic-Con. Well, all the restrictions in Indiana have been, have been lifted. But JDF and the other Ranger actors didn't weren't wearing masks. It looked like all the other celebrities who were there were, at least the ones I was seeing. And when I saw Gates McFadden, I got a photo of Gates McFadden. They had this massive plastic see-through barrier, so between them, so we could see each other. And then, but then we would look at the camera with the professional photographer. He would snap a picture. So if you look really carefully at my picture with Gates McFadden, you can see the barrier. It's really thin, but it's there. JDF didn't have one, right? Now I'm not. I, I don't mean to. I'm not going to say this to be political or anything like that. That's this is not what I mean by that. But it, it just seems really. It's it, I've seen like in Facebook groups and things like people go to these cons and they take pictures with the celebrities and everything. And during the height of the pandemic, I totally get it. Like I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be mean or whatever about it. But 
it is a little bit disappointing when you go to a con like this and you and you pay your money to get a photo op. You're paying like sometimes in the hundreds of dollars to get these photos with these celebrities and their face is covered with the masks and it's it's annoying. I understand it. It's just something that kind of bugs me uh, whenever I see and it doesn't necessarily bug me because the whole mass thing bugs me. It's just, it bugs me because it bothers me for that person that went and paid their money to go see that celebrity to interact with that person. And, you know, you can't really tell who it is sometimes because they have a big old face mask on and I get it like safety first. I'm all for that, but I'm just, that's just kind of one of my little observations. And I'm, and I say that because I'm, that's one of the questions that's one of the things I said to you. I was like, I hope that I hope that there's, I hope they, I hope the con is safe. I hope the con kind of does protocol and does what it needs to do to keep the actors and actresses safe. But at the same time, I hope you get your money's worth. Yeah. That's, that's kind of where I was at with that, but it sounds like you did. Yes. Well, the funny thing was, is I found out, I thought that the autographs and the photo ops were going to be separate. Cause that's how a lot of cons had been doing at the last, five, six years. You paid for them separately. When, when I first started going to cons, you would go see the celebrities and it was either just a lump sum. You go see them, you pay a, you pay a fee and you get an mm -hmm. autograph and a photo. You just take a picture with them with your phone or whatever, or you would pay for them separately, but it would still be with the celebrity at their table. Right. But then they, a lot of cons switched over to having professional photographers and you paid for it separately. Sure. But little did I know <laughs> Well, I was in line because I was asking people because I rushed right back and got back in line after the photo op with JDF. And did the girl actually save your space? She did. Oh, she, sa wow. she saved my spot. So I got back Good in line. Her. I jumped right back in line. Good I mean, for she, was her. My, she was my line buddy, man. I, you, know, okay. you, you, you want to piss me off? You know, you be my line buddy and stab me in the back. <laughs> just, <laughs> you never betray your line buddy. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> ever betray your line buddy if you remember nothing from this from this lightning round listeners with attitude remember never betray your line buddy anyway so i got back in line and by that point i was right at the we'll call it the bullpen all right mm -hmm. you know kind of the inner sanctum we'll call it Mm -hmm. You know, when you're like in with it spitting distance, like I was sending you pictures to be like, this is all close. I am now. The last picture you sent me, uh, you were probably a hundred yards or something like that from a hundred feet, hundred feet. Okay. Yeah, so hundred feet, feet from or something like that. So, so I was right there and mm -hmm. his, he didn't get back until I would, th I think between, I want to say four twenty and four thirty. Because mm -hmm. I think his phone, because he got there late, it went late. Right. So he got back there. But then I'm like, he has a Q&A panel at five and he came right back. And I'm like, I'm guessing he's just going to do the same thing here. It was, I had been to the panel room already earlier that day to see the Star Trek panel. Mm -hmm. All right. Right. And, you know, it's a big auditorium. A lot of people there. So I was figuring there's probably already people getting a line to see this already. All right. But I'm like, so what's he going to do? Sit here for 20 minutes, maybe get through a, you know, a handful of people and then rush off to do that for an hour and come back. Then he only has a half an hour left. 
to do any signing. I was, and that was why I was really starting to get nervous at that point. I'm like, I have been here for hours. There were already some people that I was in line with who gave up and just left. One guy even bought, uh, and he was, he had like a steampunk outfit and everything. He even bought a green ranger themed, like uh, a, like model car. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he got one of the con workers to just hold it up and say, you can buy this for $10 because the guy was just giving up. He had bought the car at a, from a vendor in the hall to have JDF sign, but it was taking so long. He's just like, you know, I could have been doing a lot of other things besides standing in this line. So, you know, I get 10 bucks for this car. That's fine. And I'm so I, I knew once I got to the quote unquote bullpen, I'm like, I have to make a decision. <laughs> I, I'm already planning on basically being a JDF stalker right now. Wherever he goes, I go. <laughs> it's like the Mandalorian. <laughs> Wherever I go, he goes. You know. <laughs> so. Uh, but but even then, I'm just like, do I need to make a decision. Do I stand in line and miss the panel for an hour mm-hmm. in the desperate hope that in, within 30 minutes I can get the signatures, right? Or do I go to the panel, ask a you know, do a, ask him a question and at least get to participate in the panel, but miss the chance at the autographs? I was just I was making running all of these possibilities through my head because I knew I had to make a decision. Right. This was this was the day of tough decisions. It sounds like, and we'll get yeah, there a little bit. And I, so I was really feeling the tension at that point. Mm-hmm. But then again, I kept looking at the clock. I kept looked at my phone. And I'm like, it's a quarter till he hasn't left. Your it's heart's pounding till. at this point. It's ten till he hasn't left. It's five till he hasn't left. And then he makes the decision. Well, he doesn't quite make the decision for me but he starts to make the decision for me. (laughs) So he gets up on the table again. So everyone could see him. And he says, I'm supposed to do actually, it might've been a little bit after five when he did this. He says, I'm supposed to do a Q and a panel, but I have so many fans here that I want to make sure I get through everybody. So here are, here are your three options. We can all go over to the panel room, do the Q and a for like 20 minutes or something. Then come back here and get through the line. Or I can go, you can stay here and wait or I'll just cancel. <laughs> I mean, that's a really tough, like that's a really tough decision he's got to make in that, in that yeah, moment. It was. And then he tried to combine a couple of the options like, or they could all come here and I'll just do the Q and a here. <laughs> like or just like, answer, answer just questions, answer questions with- from all of you and then get back to site. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he even talked to one of the uh, you know one of the guys who was there helping him out, and he's uh, like, "We've got, we can give you all the." It was like these bright orange tickets. He's holding them up. So we can give you all these bright orange tickets. You can come right back where you are and get right back in line where you are if you just go over to the panel, you know. And you know, uh, the crowd just wasn't feeling that. And then he's just like, "Okay, 
I'm staying. <laughs> he's, what did he What did he say? They may not invite me back, but they may uh, not invite me back. But I'm staying. <laughs> what was funny is I heard one person because I think he said that there were still 300, like 300 people in line or something. There was a lot of people still in line. Or maybe it wasn't quite 300, but it was like yeah, I think it was well over a hundred. And right. then someone said something about how there were at least 75 to 100 people waiting to see him at the Q&A panel. And then I, I heard someone, I heard someone say, I was actually, it was a girl dressed like Wonder Woman. <laughs> it was a little bit farther ahead of me in line. It's just like, we're bigger or something like that. We're, we're bigger. Because <laughs> <laughs> there were more of us. Well, you know, in that moment, it kind of just makes, I was telling you uh, later on that evening, it just kind of makes better business sense for him to do that because, yeah. um, because you know, I mean, at the end of the day, he has to make he has to make money. He he's a business person. He's you know he's there to yeah. he's there he's there to celebrate fandom, but he's also there to make yeah. a little money. You know, yeah. So yeah. it's probably more profitable for him to just yeah. stay there yeah. and it, keep signing, it, keep signing, than do the Q and A. Yeah, he was making jokes about how that that everyone who was at the Q and A was going to be like this angry mob and they were going to hate him and. <laughs> a backlash like you said like i'm gonna put stuff about this on my instagram and if anyone goes on there starts backlashing me you go like on there and tell them to shut up or you'll send them a computer virus or something (laughs) 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 and as i got closer i actually got to be able to see how he was drawn i saw how he was dressed when i did the photo op but let me tell you he is a dapper man let me tell you let me tell you something (laughs) That inspire. I I have to I have to I have to now lose some weight because now I have to buy a red velvet jacket. Yeah, that he had a snazzy red velvet <laughs> jacket. He and he was wearing like custom JDF bling. Like he had a he had a a blinged out necklace of his yeah. initials with according for what for you because you're such a super fan you know these things. He's like my is like just so you know those are real diamonds. I'm like. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, those are that's it. he wears this like anytime you see him in like he just did a he did a live uh Instagram live today at at a comic book store I think in Texas. And um I think it was in Texas or maybe in Missouri. But anyway, he uh he has this he has this uh gold and diamond necklace that he wears a lot with his initials and it's in the shape of a crown. And it's kind of I don't know. It's it's not my fl- it's not my taste but uh you know, more power to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, ooh, so I, so I got closer. I could see that uh, I was able to see that he had big old glasses on. He even made a joke while, when I was at the, when I was really close to him in one uh, loop of the snake, I, I he got out around the table and took, uh, did a video with some, with some fans for his Instagram and, uh, t- and took pictures and he made jokes about how I was like, Oh, I look like Billy now. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and I know, actually, and when he was doing that, I actually says like, well, no one here is going to call you a nerd. You'll kill us three ways from Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I started snaking through again because I'm, I'm like, he's not moving. I'm not moving. There were a couple of points where he'd be, he'd see people coming. He's like, hey, are you from the panel? No. Okay. <laughs> you go back to signing. So he was having a lot of fun with it. He's like, the promoter might hate me. Those people might hate me, but I got to take care of all of you. (laughs) 
at the end of the day, I, then, I don't think. What was funny is the actual promoter, the guy who's in charge of the con, actually came there and talked to everybody and told JD, I was like, I don't worry about it. <laughs> And then he's like, oh yeah, this guy, him and I, we're, we're friends and we got, we go all the way back and he told this funny story about how uh, like one time he came and did a show there and he was actually sick <laughs> and how he helped him out so he could get through the show and everything. He told this funny story and so here I am and I'm snaking through, snaking through. And I'm keep, I've got, at this point, I'm like, I've got the things that I want signed. All right. So I'm getting, I, I have carrying this, I have a backpack with me and I've been wearing it all day and making all these jokes about how I was like, I am Loki for I am burdened with glorious purpose. You know, it was just because it was, the backpack was so heavy and I was having to take it off, relax my shoulders and things like that. It was, and you know, when you're standing up and barely moving for long hours, it starts to wear on your feet and I was feeling it. And you, well, you know, also had your laptop with you because we had a live stream that night with our friend. Yes. Kim. We, and then the laptop didn't want to work with the Wi-Fi, and I had to use my phone. So, <laughs> so, but then the laptop was in the backpack. So, you know, that was one reason why it was really heavy. So uh, I get into the last loop where I'm just going to come around to the corner, right to the table, talk with his assistant. And then I get to talk to him. All right. And, before that, I was, I was, by that point, I was close enough. I was seeing what he was doing. He was taking extra time with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It yeah. wasn't just a, here's my thing. He signs it. He goes, I've got, as I got closer, I found out, I was like, how much is he charging for signatures? And he's like, it's $60 a signature. But if you get two, he takes a photo with you. And I'm thinking, well, if I'd known that, maybe I wouldn't have done the professional photo op, but whatever, live and learn. Some, I guess some of them just, We'll still take pictures with you. It's just, do you want to pay the extra to get a really professional looking photograph? Right. Which, you know, so I take, or, or, or just get a selfie. <laughs> yeah. So I, so I have both. I'm not going to complain. So, and I was hearing people say like, he would always go the extra mile with people, do extra things right. with him. My, uh, so I mentioned the one, the, the one story where, you know, he made a joke about how he looked like Billy. I saw another one while I was going through the loop, that was another great one. He did, I think it was another thing where he did, he did on Instagram. And he, this was one of the ones where he actually started announcing to the whole crowd. Cause there were certain ones where if, if it was like a really, you know, a, a really touching story or something like that, he would actually announce it to the whole crowd. Right. Tell everybody. So everybody yeah. knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. And this one was incredible. Mm-hmm. Just, just incredible. He stopped everything. And told everybody, and it was a it was a young family. It was a mom, a dad, and two kids, right. two really little kids. And one of them was this little boy, all right, being held by his mother. And I I forget what the kid's name was. I think it was like Miles or something like that. I could be misremembering. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Write us in and correct me. I will <laughs> I will issue a, a retraction to make sure I get your son's name right, or I'll check the Instagram or something like that. I'll check to make sure. Kid was two years old. Mm-hmm. And according to JDF, he said that his mother told him that. The kid broke his wrist. He's two years old, broke his wrist the day before. Uh-huh. It was in like a cast and everything. I couldn't see the cast. I wasn't, 
but apparently, you know, his, his wrist was broken. He was all casted up. And the boy still woke up that morning mm-hmm. and said, I have to go see Tommy. <laughs> That's adorable. It is adorable. Uh, one of the, my line buddies, which is one of the guys I told about the podcast and he went and subscribed and everything had a little son that he was you know, going through the kind of like what we're doing. We are going through the whole franchise with him and rediscovering it himself as he's going through. Mm-hmm. And he was, his boy was there to, you know, to see Tommy too. And he was like, I think he was like seven or eight. Yeah. A little bit older. He had a little, a baby, like a newborn baby sister who was there was only like four months old. Yeah. And she, she, I think I know what you need, what you and Julie need to get in a few years. The, the, the little sister was wearing a a pink Ranger onesie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's not going to happen anytime soon. (laughs) I said a few years, but anyway, Uh Uh (laughs) I thought of you when I saw that, I was like, that's what Michael needs in a few years. (laughs) 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 But anyway, so I'm coming around the corner. So he's, told that to everybody so i come mm-hmm. around now i'm actually talking to his assistant who goes by the name dj trey t-r-e and i got to talking with him he you know he he took the money mm-hmm. i said i gave him the two figures because i had my my light my green ranger lightning collection box mm-hmm. that i wanted signed and i had the super seven figure for you mm-hmm. And he said, oh, who are these for? And he told them names. He labeled them. And then I had to wait a few minutes, obviously. So I kind of just stand there and I just chit-chatted with this guy. And I said, hey, I'm a podcaster. And I told him about the podcast. And he's like, oh, really? And he whips out his business card, gives me the business card. And he's like, you know, I'm Mr. Frank's assistant. Send me an email. (laughs) So... Well, did you send him the email? I did. Oh, all right. Just making sure. I just said it sure today. <laughs> As we record this. And uh, then I asked him, it's like, hey, you know, I've been wondering if, you know, I might get him to do a shout out for the podcast or something like that. Because you and I had tried to do that with JDF through Cameo a few months ago. Yeah, right before we started right before we started this podcast, we because a lot of other a lot of other Ranger shows have they go research and one of our good friends, the Drift Space, who's not Ranger related, but they do a but lot of done like, Ranger episodes though. They've done Ranger episodes, but they do a lot of other stuff within like sci-fi and, and Tokusatsu and things. Uh they went to Cameo and 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 got some voiceover work done Cam- by a couple Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy, there we go. And Who we were gonna do the Batman back in the nineties the on the animated series. Mm-hmm. And we were going to do the same thing with JDF. We were going to get JDF to do uh, a shout out for us to, to top out to it, yeah. to begin the show. And, mm-hmm. and we couldn't get that done. So that's kind of how you yeah. got the intro you got so far listeners with attitude. Yes. Yes. So, so I asked him, I was like, would he, would he do that? It's like, well, he might, it'll be up <clears> to him, but you know, we usually screen podcasts and everything, you know, before we do anything like that. And I'm like, mm. That makes sense. I understand. You don't want to just go on any podcast. I get it. Right. So I was, I took, I kept that in mind and I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll ask him. Want, but I won't insist on it. I don't want to be one of those fans. 
I know celebrities hate dealing with crazy fans. I'm like, don't be that guy. You know, don't be too demanding. Don't hold up the, you know, I'm trying to, I'm running all these scenarios through my head. It's like, be courteous to him. Be courteous. What I, what I tell you before, don't be weird, Marchand. Yeah, basically. Yeah. No. So I'm like, be courteous to him. Be courteous to everyone else in line and all of these sorts of things, you know? You know, but, you know, see if you can throw it in there, you know? So comes my turn. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I slip him the figures and I said, this one's for me. This one is for Michael. He's my co-host on my podcast. He wasn't able to make it here today, but he's an even bigger fan of you than I am. And then he says, you want to make a video for him? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> It's just the spur of the moment thing. So I got my phone out <laughs> and I recorded him and I recorded him sending you, making a, a little greeting for you as he's about to sign your figure. Michael, what is happening? It is JDF here. Just wanted to send you some Mighty Morphin love and tell you Morphin time. And so then I'm like, oh man. And then he starts to starts doing all the same. He cracked a joke about how the fact that uh, when I gave him my lightning collection, I was like, where's the body? Cause the only thing that was still in it was the extra head. Cause I had the figure on display. I didn't know I would be here to get it signed. So I had the figure on display. So <laughs> like, oh, I have the figure on display. It's fine. <laughs> He's like, okay, I just said the body's busy. So he's signing the stuff. And then I like, Hey, you know, would you, mind recording a shout out for my podcast he's like oh sure <laughs> i'm like i just did that so i got the phone out went to voice memos held it up to him what's funny if you hear the raw version he actually forgot the name of the show yeah in the, in the, in the raw version he says it's what's it called again the power okay All right. it's the power trip it's like okay uh, you can fix this in editing or something like, like he actually knows i'm gonna do that and then he says then he does the whole thing which you just heard for the first time listening to this congratulations listeners with attitude we have the endorsement of the green ranger himself he will begin every episode for us in fact we are going to slowly go back and edit that in to the past episodes. <laughs> so it was, I was prepared. I was telling you, I was like, I am prepared. I still had the money that you sent me to get the cameo. Right. And I told him, I was like, I'm going to take that money with me. I'm going to slap down fi like 50 bucks or whatever. And I'm like, I will give you this right now to do a shout out for my podcast. I was fully expecting that was have to do. And I didn't have to do it. He gave me extra goodies or free, <laughs> which you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna add this here. Anytime I have never had as a as as someone who is a huge fan of this franchise, specifically Mighty Morphin and, and the Green Ranger, um, I've never had the pleasure of meeting JDF. Um, so uh, first of all, thank you. That was a huge, huge thing uh, that you. That was a huge, huge, huge favor that you did for me. So I I'm deeply appreciative for that. Um, and 
Also, what I've always heard about JDF when he's been interacting with fans and things uh, throughout the franchise, throughout his his tenure with Power Rangers, is he tends to go above and beyond for fans, especially at especially fans at conferences and things. So it's it kind of it it kind of it made me happy that all those kind of rumors that I had heard about him being such a generous person, generous celebrity, uh, ended up being true when you interacted with him. Yeah. Well, now we get to one of the funnier parts of the story. So mm-hmm. I did all of this stuff, got the signatures, okay. the shout out, the right. video. Right. I told him, thank you. I said, Hey, love to have you on the podcast. I'd like to hear more about your faith journey and mm-hmm. all of that mentioned that both of us, you know, that both you and I were Christians when we were doing this podcast and, you know, he sounded very interested in doing that. And so then I, I go out there and I finally get to sit down for the first time in hours. <laughs> I just find a spot. And I just plop right down. And then I got my phone out. <laughs> I took a picture of your signature and then I just sent you a text message and I just wrote, this is like, I think this is around six 30. Like it's between six and six 30 at this point. Yeah. It was around six 30 because I remember when you sent me the, when you sent me the text message and the photos, I was uh, in the middle of watching um, the collect all monsters stream. Okay. Yeah. So I sent you a little text message and I said, I'm about to become your new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> and then I sent you the picture of this of the toy with the signature. And I th- and you know what I thought to myself? I thought for just a hot second, like, oh crap. Uh, I'm censoring myself here. Oh crap. He's about to FaceTime me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that, but I'm like, that's gonna hold up the line even more. Right. So I yeah, don't know yeah, if yeah. I want to do that. But I did think about it. The thought crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I sent you the picture. And then I don't remember what I sent you next. I really don't. But I sent you the audio and the video after that. In very quick succession. The text message came first, then the video, then the picture, then the audio was last. Okay, I did. That's not the order I sent them, but I guess that's the order that they arrived. So it's like this quick succession of all of these things. And I just sat there for a second waiting. (laughs) And then all I got was just gif after gif of swooning. (laughs) 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 And then I, and then I, I called you up and I said, am I your new favorite? (laughs) (laughs) But Nathan, I love all of my children. (laughs) And anyone who doesn't listen to the film, that's terribly confused right now. (laughs) Anyone who doesn't, yeah. Anyone who doesn't listen to that. I know our friend Danny, when, when Danny listens to this, he'll, he'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so I was just like, am I your new favorite now? And that was just like, it's like, you're going to have to tell Julie tomorrow. She's like, honey, I love you. But if you've got a tough act to follow after what Nathan did for me yesterday, (laughs) well, you know, uh, you know, I still, by the way, Julie, if uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm so cool. And such a good friend (laughs) that the bar has been set so high 
Yeah, you know, uh, I'm still in, as, as Michael's girlfriend a little bit rougher now. I, I'm still in search <laughs> for that Pink Ranger lingerie, so that's the, I think that's the only that's the only thing I think will top that can top this, uh, and rightfully so. Um, just just saying, um, but yeah, that, good thing she doesn't listen to this podcast, by the way. <laughs> She's going to start secretly listening just, <laughs> just to screw with you. <laughs> Especially if you, if we keep saying like, if we keep telling her, it's like, do you realize how much we talk about you on the podcast? You might want to listen. <laughs> oh no. She, uh, she's very, if you, t- if you start telling her that she's going to listen because she's incredibly nosy. <laughs> Yes. Well, she listens. She's incredible. Anyway. She's incredibly nosy. She's like, what is he? What is he saying? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. So then I just called you up and you're just like, I try to figure out exactly how to summarize how you were fe- uh, feeling. Cause it was like this overflow of both jealousy and appreciation and anger br- and bromance. I just, <laughs> <laughs> and and anger at my and disappointment at myself that I just didn't just blow off all of my commitments and just come to Indiana like I wanted to. So yeah, there's like this this weird con- cocktail of emotions that you're having, and it did end with you basically just like, "You did good, Nathan. I love you." You did Maybe not good. quite like them though in those words, but that's I didn't basically say what that. it was. No, that's a little bit too far, sir. I didn't say that. I didn't use the L word, but I did tell you. I did tell you you did good. I, I, what I tell you? I said, oh, I know what I said. I said you did the Lord. I said you, you, you did, did the Lord's, Lord's work. work. You did the Lord's work today. That's what you did. Yes, I did. I, yes, I did. Considering it was Easter weekend, you did the Lord's work. Yes, sir. I did. Yes, I did. And <laughs> I just trying to remember after that, everything was just kind of a. Just kind of a blur. <laughs> uh, I went and made my Ranger Stop purchases. Uh, the create one of the other crazy moments of people just being way too nice to me is I went to one of the little restaurants in the Indiana Convention Center because I I skipped lunch. I missed lunch, mm-hmm. so I was really hungry. And I you know, so I went to him. I was like, "Hey, I'll take a slice of pizza and a, and a big soft pretzel." And I was like, "Well, we're out of pretzels." I was like, oh, "Okay, fine. I'll just have two pieces of pizza." Well, little did I know they were about to close. So they just, even though I paid for two, they gave me all four of their last slices for the price of two. (laughs) I'm like, well, got an entire medium pizza to myself now. (laughs) (laughs) I always feel terrible when I eat this much, but what am I going to (laughs) do? So I ate it all. (laughs) Sounds like you. It sounds like you had a great weekend, and we're gonna have to start wrapping this up soon. Uh, I just want to summarize this by saying that I've been to a lot of conventions. I have met a lot of celebrities, but I really mean it when I say this. Even <laughs> though, admittedly, I'm not nearly the fan of JDF that you are. I have grown to appreciate him even more the last couple of years by, you know, rediscovering the franchise and doing this show and all of that stuff and learning more about him and, you know, and admiring him as a person and not just a celebrity and not just a celebrity or an actor or whatever. But Saturday was one of the best celebrity meetup experiences that I have had 
in the basically 10 years that I have been going to conventions regularly. Mm-hmm. The fact that he went the extra mile with everybody yeah. completely changed his itinerary at the risk of getting in trouble with a promoter, maybe even ticking off some fans because he was so dedicated to making sure that everyone in that line got to see him, got to have a signature, got to have a wonderful moment with him. Mm -hmm. Even if it wasn't, even if he didn't stop and do a video or special announcement with every single one of them, he made sure that everyone had a great time there seeing him. If he had to leave for, he did not want to leave that table. He, if he had to, he made sure to tell everybody, Hey, I'm only going for a few minutes. I'll be right back. And I think you told me that you looked into it later on. Yeah. I caught uh, one of his like later that night and the next day and everything is like, he went overtime. <laughs> oh, he went way over. T- I checked. Uh, I was just kind of, I was perusing Instagram and one of his stories popped up and he, it was, it was well after it was, it was when the convention was literally closing. I don't remember what time he said it was. He, he said the time in the video, but uh, the, the, conven- vendor, the vendor hall closed at seven. Okay. So the vendor hall was closing. No one was in there. He was the only, he was the only booth still open. Uh, it was him and I'd say, uh, maybe 30 fans, like literally that's it. That's all that was left in, in the room. And he, he, I think in the video, he said, I'm going to make sure everyone here gets, gets their autograph and we're going to talk and we're going to have some good time. And, and then we're going to, and then we're going to shut it and then we're going to shut it down. So basically you could see them turning off the lights of the convention hall in the background as he's still signing autographs. And I'm thinking to myself, that is dedication to this fan base. And I know I don't want, and I don't want to get into it. A lot of people are like, Oh, Tommy's overrated. Why Tommy Oliver? But here, listen, the reason why Tommy, the reason why JDF is so popular within this fan base is because he does little things like that. It's because he does make the fan base and he makes the fandom feel special in those, even in their like small ways, like they don't seem like a big deal sometimes to a lot of people, but staying over time, making sure people feel like they've gotten their money's worth. uh, That kind of stuff goes a long way with fans. Yes. I was telling this, I've been telling this to people since then that there are a handful of actors who have been in television and movies like this where you know some of them might resent the fact that they're really well known for doing roles like this while others have just learned to embrace it mm-hmm. even if they're able to go be successful doing other things they learned to embrace things like this right uh, there's only a handful that i can think of who did that leonard nimoy grew to do that with spock christopher reeve did that with Superman. It's a lot of times it's superhero actors. The, to a certain extent, Robert Downey Jr. has done that with Iron Man. And I had always heard stuff about this, but actually seeing it in action, I realized that JDF has truly embraced 
the fact that he was Tommy Oliver. He was a Power mm-hmm. Ranger, and people loved him for being in that corny little superhero show. And he's he's just so embraced it that it's an opportunity for him to make people happy. Even if it's just for a moment, he wants them. He wants to use his fame to make people happy. That was what I got from him that day. He's one of the few people I think I can think of who's gone through the Hollywood system and came out the other end still grounded and appreciative of the the fact that people love his work. It hasn't gone to his head, despite the fancy red velvet coat and the you know and the bling and everything his he looks like a celebrity he looks like a celebrity yeah but he doesn't have that attitude it's so weird to think that you can look it but not act like it right so yeah you know, and if we ever get the oppor- if we ever i'm not saying we will i'm not making promises to our listeners but if we ever get the opportunity to actually speak with him on cast one it'll be a big deal and we'll make sure to let people know that it's coming we won't just spring it on y'all but i want to make sure that when we do uh we are we are talking to him as a person because I do want to get to know him as a person and not just the role that he played almost 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was joking with you. It's just like, I don't know what it would have been like for you to be there with me. Even if you were there with me, I was just like, what would you have done? Cause I asked you that. I was like, what would you have actually done? I would have he walked said, right up. I would have walked right up to him and I would look at, I would look deadpan and I would look deadpan into his eyes and said, What's your favorite color? <laughs> you also said you might just freeze. You also might just freeze. You know, I don't <laughs> get. You look, said I, you said that. I'm like, so uh, yeah. I'm just sitting there picturing that. Like we get right up to him, and you're just like, <gasps> can't say anything. I just be like, Michael. Michael. I, I don't. The the head. Michael. <laughs> I don't get. I don't get starstruck. I've met a few celebrities. I've met a few celebrities. I literally bumped shoulders with Robert Downey Jr. Uh, once at a con, I mean, I've met, I've taken photos with celebrities and and done the whole thing. And, but it's mainly, it's been mainly like music celebrities. It's never been like TV and, and uh, movie stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't get starstruck, but the considering this fandom is like near and dear to my heart. I probably, I would have been, I would, I would have been a little, I would have been a little, little nervous not gonna lie uh, he was giving out a whole kinds of freebies while i was there and so was the ranger stop guy i got uh a, you know a, a little dog tag that has the green ranger and i think it's the white dragon that's for the character he plays from his upcoming movie mm-hmm. i got a, a sticker with the white dragon on it and I uh, then I got a card on one side i got t- and i got two of all of these and i got a card that had you know, the, you know, the white dragon on it, promoting it. And on the other side, it says that you could go to a website called train me JDF and get a free trial. So, mm. <laughs> so you get to learn how to fight like the green ranger from the green ranger. <laughs> so you could well, do that. We could, we could, we could. And I, and I may nope. not, I may, I may not, I may not do it immediately. I may not take him up on that because it sounds really intense. I'm just now starting to get back into uh, getting myself in shape, you know, 
uh, because you know when you realize that you're at you get out of breath walking up steps, it's probably not a good thing. So we have to start wrapping things up. Before we do, Nathan, uh, do we want to give our listeners uh, a little bit of a preview of a surprise we have coming? I know we don't have the full details worked out yet, but do you want to share uh, what we're going to be doing for folks? Yes. I I was talking with the fella from Ranger Stop, and he was promoting some upcoming cons, including one that's called Ranger Stop PopCon, which is in Atlanta in June. And he gave me a whole slew of free weekend passes to this con. And so we're going to be giving a few of these away to you listeners with attitude. And we're, we're figuring out the details about how to do it. But, you know, you could win a free pass. It takes place June uh, 10th to the 12th. And I looked at the guest list and it's kind of insane. I wish both of us lived closer to Atlanta because we would totally be there. <laughs> well, Atlanta is about a, I think it's, it's, it's about a, an eight hour. It's about an hour. It's about an eight hour trip for me. It's around that long for me too. But the, yeah, the guest list is nuts. The JDF will be there for a day, but they're also going to have, uh, they're going to have several people from power Rangers in space. They're going to have, they're going to have Zane and Carlos and you know, my my girl Melody Perkins is going to be there. Christopher Cayman Lee is like Bulk and Skull. <laughs> you know, the list just goes on for miles, <laughs> on for days. All the guests that they're going to have there, mm-hmm. and yeah, so you could win some free passes to that coming soon. <laughs> Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, so before we wrap things up, uh, Nathan, do you want to tell the listeners with attitude about what we're going to be covering on the next episode of the Power Trip? It will be uh, Power Rangers Light Speed Rescue. Yep. Uh, the penultimate season in the original Saban era is what we'll be covering next episode. And before we head out of here, Nathan, we have to say, may you all get to meet your childhood hero. May JDF sign all your action figures. And may the power protect you. Thank you for listening to The Power Trip, a podcast produced and hosted by Michael Hamilton and Nathan Marching. If you'd like to send us feedback, email us at powertrippod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, where our handle is at the Power Trip Pod, and join our official Facebook group, Power Rangers Legacy. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other great podcasters. The podcast logo was designed by Rebecca Hudgens. Follow her on Instagram at super underscore r underscore illustrations. Our theme songs are from the album Power of the Grid by Neil Stenson. We also use Galaxy Quest Instrumental by Heaven Wraith from the OC Remix album Jet Force Gemini Mizar Attacks. All film and audio clips belong to their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended or implied. The Power Trip has no association with Saban Entertainment or Hasbro. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and or Podchaser to spread the word about the show. And until next time, see ya! This podcast is part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcasting Network and is copyright 2022 Kaiju Ramen Media, LLC.